Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with How Stuff Works and iHeartRadio, and I love all things tech. And today we're having another classic episode of Tech Stuff. This episode originally published on October 24th, 2012. It's called Tech Stuff Has Clout. And spoiler alert, clout is no longer a thing. But when we recorded this episode, it was a thing. Clout, as you will learn, was all about social media influence and reach. And depending on your point of view, it was either an incredibly useful tool a tool to turn people into narcissists, or something even more sinister than that. Uh, But spoiler alert again, it's all moot now because it's no longer a thing. Anyway, enjoy this classic episode as Chris and I tout our clout. So today we wanted to talk about clout. And whether whether or not you have any. Yeah. and, Maybe and, not you personally. Yeah, no. I, that guy over there, he's got no clout. Apparently, I, I apparently I have some. Um, uh, it's a, a not insignificant amount, though not nearly as much as, you know, like Justin Bieber. Uh, so what is Clout? So Clout is this company out of San Francisco mm-hmm. that was founded by Joe Fernandez. Uh, back in 2008, he started to build it. When he couldn't talk. <laughs> Did you know about this? No. <laughs> There's an article in Wired, and I, I actually revisited it. It's it's called What Your Clout Score Really Means. It's ah. from Seth Stevenson. I actually read it in the print edition, but I, I went back and revisited it so I could throw out my electronic notes. Sure. Uh, yeah, he uh, – <laughs> this is really, really funny. He um, had had uh, had to have his jaw wired shut. Oh. That, that's not funny. No. I don't think that's funny. But because he couldn't talk – he started uh, he started tweeting and using Facebook to communicate with people because it was driving him nuts that he couldn't talk to people. Yeah, I'd be he, the it, same way. He said, and in fact, he said he couldn't. Uh, his mom didn't even understand what he was. <laughs> yeah, really. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, thankfully, uh, he's apparently all better now. But yes, uh, I've seen I've seen interviews with him where he was not wired shut and he was talking. Yes. So he actually started uh, he actually started talking about uh, or tweeting tweeting about this <laughs> th- all, all sorts of different things talk, uh, about um, restaurants that he had been to and mm-hmm. making recommendations. I mean, you know, again, kind of ironic as they point out in the article. Kind of ironic he couldn't. Open his mouth and go eat there. Right, but um, basically product recommendations. He started thinking because he'd had some experience with with statistics and started thinking, you know, how many people am I talking to, and and to whom are they talking, and right. how much influence do they have over people who buy stuff or go shopping or go uh, out to eat with these different people. And that's when he started. Uh, he started making some rudimentary calculations, rudimentary by the terms of clouts. Uh, algorithms today, sure, and started putting together this idea of, you know, how much influence do people have in the social media? Circles? Yeah, so that's this is really an interesting concept to me mm-hmm. because some people would have you believe that influence can be measured solely by things like the number of followers you happen to have on social networks. Uh But Fernandez's point is that's not necessarily the case. You could have lots of people following you, but if no one's really paying attention to what you have to say and they're following you anyway, then your influence isn't that great. You know, there's a lot of people who could potentially hear you, but no one's really listening to you, and that's a problem. Right. So you could you could 
uh, conversely, have relatively few followers compared to someone who has millions, like you know Justin Bieber's got millions of followers on Twitter. Now he happens to be very influential uh, on Twitter, so that's I've heard know, that it's kind of a bad example. But let's say let's say you've got someone who's got it's a over good, bad example. <laughs> let's say let's say you've got someone who's got over a million followers, but for some reason their clout score is not that high. Mm-hmm. The reason for that might be that perhaps a lot of those followers aren't real people; they might be bots. Yeah. So. Uh, that could be one factor, but what Fernandez wanted to do was measure how much impact a person has on their various social circles and on the web in general, uh, not just how many people are following them. And those are those are two different things. Mm-hmm. So he built this uh, this company and this algorithm, or yeah. helped to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the uh, his site, of course, is called Clout with a K. Um, and since its inception, there have been other imitators. Yep. Um, I don't know if some of them were actually out beforehand. And Twitter itself is working on its own impl- implementation of a similar software that would allow you to see, like, when you tweet, how, how much of your audience are you actually reaching when you send out a Twitter message? And this really applies to people who have lots and lots of followers. So, for example, if you take me, I don't have, a, you know, thousands and thousands of, I've got like, Four thousand followers, which mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a lot for me because I'm like, well, I'm just a guy, you know. I'm a guy that four thousand people follow. I hope that I I'm interesting enough to justify that. Uh, but there are other people out there who have millions of followers, but they don't know necessarily how many of those people they're reaching when they send out a message. Yeah, just just for independent confirmation, I am sitting here directly across from from Jonathan, and and he is in fact just a guy. Yes, um, yeah. I'm just a guy with a 65 cloud score, though. That's true. And then, and part of the reason that, that Jonathan does have a 65 cloud score, and that's of the day we're recording this. Yeah. These things do change. Yeah, it could be, it could be in the, down. it could be in the low 40s by the time this podcast goes out. Uh, part of the reason that, that Jonathan is, has a cloud score of 65 is because there are a lot of people following him, but he's also, uh, well networked with people, uh, also in the tech world. Yeah. So there are people who share his tweets, uh, with other people. That's part of the score. There, there are people who uh, who talk back to him. Yeah. Who also have boy, do they talk back to me? Shut up, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? Yes, I do. Um, who there are people who have conversations with him on Twitter. Let's yes. go with that. Uh, who are also influential, right? Uh, in the the Twitter sphere and on cloud, and therefore uh, that boosts his reputation. Um, and his uh, his ability to uh, to network with other people, and so therefore he has a, a higher score than than maybe some other people with more followers. This might sound really familiar to you, especially if you are familiar with like Google's PageRank algorithms, what used to be called PageRank anyway. Uh, the idea that Google would use this complex formula to determine how well ver- various uh, sites would rank and search for any particular term that you're searching for. So when you're searching for, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 cool tech gifts for the holidays, then Google would look through its, use its algorithm and rank all these pages that relate to those search terms and give you the highest ranked ones. And that ranking is based on lots of different factors, including how many websites link into it and uh, how old that particular 
website that you're looking at is and, and other factors as well. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Mm-hmm. This is the same idea except for people instead of pages. It's it's how well a person ranks, partly due to their behavior online, partly due to their network that's around them, partly due to how many people are following them. There are a lot of different factors at play. Yeah, there's actually a web page on Clout's site that goes into the different factors that, that they will admit to. Now, they, they don't give you the uh, the nuts and bolts. It's a, a, a secret sauce, yeah. if you will. Clearly, that, you wouldn't want to be able to give out all the information because then people would game the system like crazy just to get their clout score up, which is or, not the purpose of the of the, the site at all. Or to, to start a competitor, too. Yes, uh, another good point. Um yeah, let's let's talk. I'll mention a little bit more about what what they say. Uh, competitors or uh, critics, I should say, actually criticize clout because it's uh, and usually the comparison I've seen is to a credit score, because mm. the credit reporting agencies don't tell consumers what's actually going into your score. Yeah. Um. And in the ca- in the case of credit, it has to do with you know how much you spend, how quickly you pay it back. Um, you know, how many cards, credit cards you have or credit accounts, lines of, of credit that you have open. Right. And, and lots of different little proprietary things. And, and each of them has a little different mix. Well, the cloud is sort of the same way. They, they tell you roughly what goes into it, but they don't tell you exactly how much weight each one carries. For, um, it's based primarily on, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, this is not really much of a secret. Uh, things like, um, mentions of your name in Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. Um, People who who uh, are engaged with a lot of brands on there, the likes that you have, the TV shows you like, um, the the um, uh, stores that you like on Facebook, um, the number of comments you have, people who subscribe to you, uh, the number of friends. Uh, obviously, that's a metric, an obvious metric. You know, how many people follow you on Twitter? How many people follow you on Facebook? Uh, people who mention you on on Twitter, or people who. Um, People you reply to and people who reply to you shows your engagement with that network. Mm-hmm. They've also extended it to uh, to Google Plus, LinkedIn, uh, Foursquare, Wikipedia, um, things on uh, on LinkedIn. Um, they go by your reported title. So if you say you're CEO of the world, then I guess that that would probably help your cloud score. Yeah. So uh, although I think that's probably hard to verify. These these are relatively new. Uh, yeah. In the mm-hmm. in the the clout world, these these um these items because before what they was really looking at was Twitter and Facebook mainly. First it was Twitter and then it was yes. Twitter and Facebook. Uh-huh. Uh, then you and could that's... also link. You could choose to link stuff to your your cloud. If you create a clout um, account, you could choose to link things like Google Plus, Facebook, Twitter, and other platforms as well. Now it looks at these other elements like Wikipedia or if you are mentioned in something like the New York Times mm-hmm. uh, so that it can determine, all right, well, um, you know, you're getting press. People are writing about you. So yeah. then that means you are more influential than someone who is not getting press. So that would uh, impact your score as well. Yeah, if you want to sign up for Clout, you would sign up using your Twitter or Facebook information. Basically, once you're logged in, you can you can uh, sign up for Clout, and it will access your account, mm-hmm. um, and it will say, okay, do you want to add your other accounts? Do you want to add these other accounts? And there are even more than they're mentioned here, things like Flickr and, and other accounts and things. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, what, what Jonathan said is, is true. They're also measuring this information whether or not you sign up for Clout. Yeah. Because you're, you're, if you have a Twitter account and it's public and you are sending out messages, 
that's public record. That's stuff that yep. anyone can access. Yes. So what Clout does is it will automatically start to index you and look at how other people are responding to you. So whether you have signed up for Clout or not, you may have a Clout score. And, uh, you know, the, the, we, I don't, have we mentioned what the range of scores is? It's we- between one and 100. That's correct. So the higher your clout score, the more the more clout you have and the more influence you would theoretically have over the web based upon uh you know the algorithms uh, uh, assessment of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people are not like you would think the average would be 50, but the average is really closer to the 20s range and it's that uh, the people who are 50 or higher are are assumed to be more influential in whatever fields they've been identified as uh, being experts in. Yeah, and um, they, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, go ahead. I was going to say, if you sign up, you'll find out that they ask you, hey, what are you influential in? Yeah, and it turns out, like, if I log into my cloud and I, I look to see what I'm influential in, there's some things you would expect, you know, like technology is up there, which that, that makes sense. I do a tech podcast. I write a te- tech articles for a website. Uh, that makes sense. There are other things like, Atlanta restaurants. Huh. I didn't know that I was that influential with Atlanta restaurants. I should get better tables, darn it. Um, but yeah, there, there are other things that I look at on, that people have identified me as being influential. And, uh, some of them may be jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. And I think, I, I think here is a good point to point out. Uh, and then there are critics and there are proponents of, of cloud, just like anything else. But, um, I think it's a good point to go right down the middle and say, look, this is what one person and his company have done, you know, as, as, as Joe built this company up. This is how they chose to measure people. And it's not, it's, it's based on one system. Yeah. So it's not really, I think, uh, it was a couple of years ago, or was it a couple of years ago or last year where they, where they rejiggered the algorithm and really it was this year. It was, was earlier this year? this year. I thought yeah. it was late 2011. No, it was earlier this year when they, they changed it because oh, my score, upset. my score skyrocketed. I had been around 62. Uh huh. And, uh, and then I jumped all the way up to 69. I was almost 70. It was very close to 70. And I was thinking, whoa. Uh, how'd that happen? Holy cow, I'm more... And I started comparing myself because, of course, you know... I of course got, you did. I'm a bit of an egomaniac, you know, I admit <laughs> this. And so I was like, let me see what my good friend, Ayaz Akhtar of This Week in Tech, let me, uh, uh, Tech News Today, let me see what how he ranks. Oh, he's he's at 65. He's lower than <laughs> I am. Gosh, Ayaz. And of course, now I think he, I think he ranks rightfully so. Above me, <laughs> because these things do, you know, it, it was it was like an initial shock because people's scores changed pretty dramatically. Some went up quite a bit, some went down, and then it's been slowly kind of readjusting to where it needs to be based on all this new information. Um, and you know, this this can be really challenging because you're building an algorithm that needs to identify uh, people. And it needs to be able to make sure it links to the right person. Because as it turns out, there's some folks out there who share uh, the same name as mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of false positives. For instance, if you were to search Jonathan Strickland in the metro Atlanta area, uh, some mug shots would be popping up. And none of them are me. 
today. Today. Okay, <laughs> but let's be fair. Today is the recording of this podcast. Yeah. None of those mugshots would be me. Yes. Uh, who knows what tomorrow may bring? And but but that's the thing is that it could end up identifying this stuff like oh Jonathan's being written about in criminal newsletters. That's odd, but I dun, guess that dun, adjusts dun. his clout score. Like, no, that's not me. That's another Jonathan Strickland. And uh, same spelling and everything. But, you know, so the algorithm has to take that stuff into account. The other thing that's kind of a controversy with clout is how companies are using clout in various ways. Guys, it's Jonathan from 2019 interrupting this classical episode because I don't yet have quite enough clout to get away with this without taking a break to thank our sponsor. So what is clout other than, other than influence, a measure of influence in the, the social media world, uh, an idea of, of that? What does clout get you? Very little. Or, or a lot. Or a lot, depending on how high your clout already is. Um, it, yeah, it's clout is a weird thing. Uh, in some cases, all it might get you is bragging rights in the sense of, you know, you, you measure your clout against your buddy, like your yeah. buddy Aya Zaktar of This Week in Tech, <laughs> Tech News Today. And then you say, hey, look at that. Uh, or you may uh, say, his like, clout score is going up because you mentioned him very on, well, twice on and the deservedly so. The man does good work. Uh, as much as I, I joke, he, he is an actual friend of mine. Uh, so maybe not after this podcast. <laughs> but he, you know, it, the, these, these numbers, for a large part of the population may not mean much, although it can tell you how effective you are online. So in a, in a sense, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's telling you what your impact is. And if your impact is low, you might say, you know what? Uh, you might be cool with it. You might be saying, oh, you know, I, I just use this for fun to stay yeah. in touch with my friends. That's all I use it for. That I don't care. But if you are trying to get a message out there, mm -hmm. then what it's telling you is your message is not being heard. It's not, it's not punishing you. This number is re related back to that algorithm. And if you want to make sure your message is heard by more people, you need to look into ways of delivering that message in, in a, in a way that, that, that interests people, that gets other people talking, that get, goes beyond just your immediate circle of followers. And if you're able to crack that code, and by the way, I do not have the secret sauce for that. There are some messages I send out there that go bonkers. And I think, wow, that's amazing. And then I, and then I'll, I'll sit there and I'll craft what I think is the most brilliant, funny, uh, timely tweet of all time. And I send it out and no one replies. No one favorites. No one retweets. So, I mean, I don't have that secret sauce, definitely. You need to ask people who have a much higher cloth score than I do. But if your score is low, that could be an indicator that, hey, you need to change things so that you can make sure that whatever message you're sending out there is being heard by the right people. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, and and for somebody like um, you know, for politicians, for example, yeah, um, this is incredibly important. Or, or entrepreneurs who right. want to who get their name out. Um, then there's the the other group of people who are 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 sort of in between. They're 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 doing this sort of because they want to, and then they might be getting perks. Yeah, clout perks. Yeah. So so if you are an influential person. Mm -hmm. then you are an attractive person for certain brands. If you are influential in a particular field, let's say with me, I'm uh, apparently I'm influential in technology in Atlanta restaurants. Then let's say an Atlanta restaurant opens up and they are clout savvy. They understand how clout works right. they, and they know, hey, 
if we convince this guy to come into our restaurant and eat our food and we really pull out all the stops, he's going to go out and he's going to talk about this incredible experience he had. And because his influence is high in this area, that means we could see a return on that investment. We could see people come in because we tapped the right person to talk about this. And that can go across all sorts of industries. That being said, I'll come out and say it right now. I have not received any clout perks. <laughs> I am not I don't use clout to get clout perks. I'm not saying that I would never use one. I, if one came along that was just unbelievable and I'm like, "Hey, this is exactly what I need and exactly how I need it." I would probably do it, but I've never had that. I've never had that happen. Yeah, the companies the companies involved in clout perks are generally people who want to do some promotion. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple, right? Um, and so once you get your clout score up to a certain level, and it could, it, it depends on what it is. Uh, yeah, it depends on the company. Like some companies will say, okay, anyone who's below a, a seventy five, we're not interested in because that's not that's not worth the time it would take to. Do this, yeah. But you might, um, you might pass, let's say, thirty, and they'll say, "Hey, uh, people with a uh, cloud score of 30 we'll give you a coupon for a, a free um, six pack of our new soda flavor." Yeah, uh, go ahead and redeem it at your local store. You know, tell us where to mail the coupon. So they mail the coupon, and you get the beverage, and you try it, and you go, "Hey, this stuff is pretty good." What they're hoping, but there is no requirement to do. What they're hoping is you're going to share that experience with your friends. Hey, I was on Clout. They sent me a coupon. I tried this stuff. It tastes like a combination of, of mangoes and feet, but I happen to like the taste of mangoes and feet. So I'm going to, you know, tweet this on Facebook and Twitter, and put it on my Google Plus account, and mention it on LinkedIn. Well, that you just did exactly what the promoters were. What? Apparently, my choice of mangoes and feet was not. A I'm good just. I'm having. I just I, wanted to do something silly. I'm trying not to think about that taste right now. <laughs> I, I just wanted I will, to say I something silly. I, I don't I, like mangoes, and I really don't, I don't like, like feet. feet. But uh, yeah, okay. So, um, so that's essentially what they're hoping that you, that you'll say that uh, clout uh, for for its, uh, uh, you know, just to to promote its own credibility here. Uh, and I feel like it's fair to mention this. Clout says there's absolutely no. Uh, obligation on your part as a clout participant, if you get a perk, to promote it in any way at all. You can take them up on the perk. You can decline the perk. You can tweet about it or not. Um, and, uh, and you know, it's up to you whether you, you could say, hey, this stuff is nasty. I don't ever want to see it again. I hope they pull it from the market fast before I sue them. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that, that is completely up to you. But it, it depends on, partially on your clout score. And it depends partially on, generally, and it depends partially generally on what uh, areas you are influential in. I would assume that uh, President Obama and Justin Bieber probably, you know, get all the clout perks they want. They probably can't, don't take anyone up on them. Yeah, they, there's also, uh, we should also point out that um, with perks comes the responsibility of uh, revealing the fact that you have received this as a perk because uh there's an ethical problem if you don't do that. Yeah, and a legal problem too. Yeah, in the United States, um, yeah, the the quote unquote mommy bloggers um, w without clout. Uh, this was going on for a while, and they were not revealing that they had received this as a perk. Again, to its credit, clout uh, encourages you to reveal hey, re that. Re yeah. <laughs> remember, if you're going to post this, say, "Hey, I got it free 
because I was here. Yeah. So, yeah, they, yes. Yeah, the cloud's not condoning unethical behavior, which, you know, that's important to remember because there are critics who kind of overlook that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's why I wanted to mention the what you get for it first before we got to the critics. Yeah. So it's it's gotten it's become a great tool for uh, companies to try and court influencers. Chris and I have a little bit more to say about clout. But before we get to that, let's take another quick break. In some cases, it may be that a company says, hey, this person is really influential in the field that we're involved in. Mm-hmm. Let's not just give them a perk. Let's hire them to do something for us. So in that case, you're talking about like you might have a freelancer out there who is just an incredible influencer in a particular industry. And then this company says, this is who we need to get to represent our brand or to message out something about our brand. Uh, and we're going to actually hire them. Maybe it's a contract for a certain number of appearances or maybe we actually – Give them a job offer. And that's another way that people are using clout. Some companies, particularly advertising firms, marketing firms, places where uh, uh, your ability to get a message out is clearly an important part of your job, mm-hmm. they are looking at clout scores. Because yes, if, if, you, if you're going into an ad agency and you're saying, hey, I know how to message out uh, information. I am I am the guy that you need or the lady you need to hire for this position because I know what I'm doing. And then they look up your clout score and it's like 22. They'll say, hey, um, can you show us a better example than your clout score? Because according to this, you are not getting your message heard. And and that's, you know, that's also drawn some criticism. People have said, well, how is that fair? And the counter argument is to say, well, if the algorithm is measuring how well a message is going out across networks and the me- and the score is really low, how would it be fair to this company to hire someone who is not as good as a, a different uh, potential employee who has a much higher clout score who has proven that they are able to get a message out across networks? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the cloud score has come into hiring practices recently. Yeah. Um, I've seen um, articles written on it, and uh, you know, people who were unaware of the cloud score, you know, they hadn't signed up for it, didn't know it existed, uh, sort of taken aback by the fact that there is a cloud score. Yes, you are being measured. Um, that's a little uh, that's a little weird, I think, for some people. Yeah. Um, and people without knowing, and it's again the reason they compare the clout score to the credit uh, credit score is that without knowing exactly what you're being measured on, it's difficult to improve on it. Yeah. Um, and it can it, be a bit of a treadmill too to constantly try to figure out what to say next and how often to say it and yeah. exactly what way to say it in because what, what time to say it because there are you know those are that that's something I actually take into consideration you see I Chris and I we don't just uh, interface with social networks for ourselves sometimes we have to we do it for our tech stuff brand right because because yes. <laughs> we want we want people to know what we are doing as tech stuff we want to stay engaged with our audience we want to know what they're thinking so uh but there comes a time where you're like, should I post this now? Because my audience might be asleep, you know? And then you think, well, considering how many of us are tuned into the social networking crazes out there, uh, a message that was posted four hours ago may never be seen 
you know, if I log into Twitter and there's a message that was posted about four hours ago that I think would have been amazing, I might never get to that because to page back through that many tweets uh, is a daunting task. I'd have to clear out a half hour, 45 minutes of my schedule just to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that also comes into play is when you should post if you're trying to if you're if you're really trying to use social networking to get a message out. You know, if you're just using social networking to say, uh, I watched that episode of blah, blah, blah last night, and it was phenomenal. It may not matter that you post it at 2 in the morning or 8 a.m. or 4 p.m. It may not have any impact there. Yeah. And that might be fine for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, the other element of, of this is, unlike the credit score, the cloud score is something that I think a lot of people are not aware of. And that's a problem. You know, because they could be judged on something that they themselves had no knowledge of going into, you know, a job interview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, also found an article by uh, Menachem Wecker uh, about a professor at Florida State University who was using clout to grade his students in class. Now, it was wow. for a marketing class. Huh. Um, it was, uh, you know, for an electronic marketing class. So... People were upset about it, but it kind of makes me think, well, if this is specifically a metric for measuring your ability to market yourself in electronic media, maybe clout's – I don't know that I would make it the sole thing that you grade someone on, but it probably at least belongs in part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, or should build an awareness – that the class should build an awareness of its prominence in, in today's society for that. But I, I wanted to mention, too, one thing that uh, where it doesn't compare to a credit score, however, is there are more than one agency developing credit scores True. in the United States. Cloud is not alone, but it is the it major holds player. an unusual prominence in its it's field. It's got a lot of clout, as it turns out. You might say that. Uh, so, yeah, it's if we if we assume that, <laughs> that, that the clout algorithm yes. is – Looking at things in a very uh, methodical and measured way, mm-hmm. and that it is, in the end of the day, looking at the at how how influential people are based upon how w- widely their message is heard and how many people are writing about that person. Mm-hmm. Then clout in and of itself is an interesting and I think valuable service for people who. Are trying to get a message out. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's a useful tool. Um, the way other people are using this tool might be you know might make you upset or it might thrill you depending on your cloud score. Right. Um, but that's you know again you can't blame the tool for the way people are using it. Right. I mean same thing we could say about Twitter. Twitter yeah. when it was launched, people were talking about Twitter being a way that you would send out a message to a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Right, that was the main use case of Twitter. That has totally changed yes. since Twitter launched. Oh yes, and w- one of these days we are going to do an episode, or at least at least one episode about the Twitter. It'll probably be a two-parter, but the story of Twitter to really talk about the foundation of it, what it was originally meant for, and what it has turned into, especially in light of the controversy of how Twitter has handled the whole API approach and third-party developers, because that's definitely caused a lot of frustration in the tech world. Um, and you've got companies like Clout that are very much leveraging Twitter to get, you know, to to become a valuable service. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
at the end of the day, does clout really matter? I guess it depends on the industry you're in. And uh, the, the nice thing about the clout score is it's not static. It will change over time. And if you are dedicated to increasing that clout score, you can do it uh, in legitimate ways. Hopefully, the clout algorithm will be able to take into account things like uh, dummy Twitter accounts or dummy Facebook accounts so that if you were to get a huge number of followers immediately, it would not automatically adjust your score Mm -hmm. because, obviously, you could game that system. I mean, there are companies out there already that only exist to provide people fake, essentially fake accounts. Yeah. Uh, There are even other ones that will try and get real accounts to follow you, but there's this whole um, uh, I scratch your back, you scratch mine approach where, you know, like, if you follow these 20 people, these 20 people will follow you back. You know, that's kind of a, you know, almost like a pyramid scheme of Twitter followers. I would hope that the cloud algorithm takes that into account and again, really concentrates more on the impact and, uh, hopefully avoids counting false positives. And that wraps up this classic episode about clout. Yeah, clout went belly up. Uh, originally it started to kind of get away from the whole scoring system and then eventually it went away entirely. It was an interesting idea, but one that was almost guaranteed to go sour pretty quickly. If we ever assign scores for anything, people will start trying to figure out how to game the system, because, of course, getting a high score means winning. Well, if you have any suggestions for future episodes of Tech Stuff, send me an email. The address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com or pop on over to techstuffpodcast.com. You're going to find an archive of all of our past shows there. You will also find links to where we are on social media and a link to our online store where every purchase you make goes to help the show. We greatly appreciate it. And I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 